In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O Lord, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that ever mindful of the end of all things and the day of your just judgment, we may be stirred up to holiness of living here and dwell with you forever hereafter. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. The Old Testament reading for the second last Sunday of the church year is from the book of the prophet Daniel, the seventh chapter. I watched till thrones were put in place, and the Ancient of Days was seated. His garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was a fiery flame, its wheels a burning fire. A fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. A thousand thousands ministered to him. Ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The court was seated, and the books were opened. I watched then, because of the sound of the pompous words which the horn was speaking. I watched till the words, till the beast was slain and its body destroyed and given to the burning flame. As for the rest of the beasts, they had their dominion taken away, yet their lives were prolonged for a season and a time. I was watching in the night visions, and behold, one like the Son of Man, coming with the clouds of heaven. He came to the Ancient of Days, and they brought him near before him. Then to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. His dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, and his kingdom the one which shall not be destroyed. This is the word of the Lord. He shall call to the heavens from above and to the earth that he may judge his people. Let the heavens declare his righteousness, for God himself is judge. The epistle is from the second letter of St. Peter, the third chapter. Scoffers will come in the last days walking according to their own lusts and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation. For this they willfully forget, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of water and in the water, by which the world that then existed perished, being flooded with water. But the heavens and the earth which are now preserved by the same word are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, 
in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things, be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. This is the word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from the other as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, You blessed of my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you took me in. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? And the king will answer and say to them, Assuredly, I say to you, Inasmuch as you did it to one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and you did not take me in, naked, and you did not clothe me, sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them, saying, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the Gospel of the Lord. We confess our faith with the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, Light of light, 
very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spake by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church, I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. The day is surely drawing near when Jesus, God's anointed, in all his power shall appear as judge whom God appointed. Then fright shall banish idle mirth, and flames on flames shall ravage earth, as scripture long has warned us. The final trumpet then shall sound, and all the earth be shaken, and all who rest beneath the ground shall from their sleep awaken. But all who live will in that hour by God's almighty boundless power, be changed at his commanding. The books are opened then to all, a record truly telling what each has done, both great and small, when he on earth was dwelling, and every heart be clearly seen, and all be known as they have been, in thoughts and words and actions. Then woe to those who scorned the Lord, and sought but carnal pleasures, who here despised his precious word, and loved their earthly treasures. With shame and trembling they will stand, and at the judge's stern command, to Satan be delivered. My Saviour paid the debt I owe, 
and for my sin was smitten. Within the book of life I know, my name has now been written. I will not doubt, for I am free, and Satan cannot threaten me. There is no condemnation. May Christ our intercessor be, and through his blood and merit, read from his book that we are free, with all who life inherit. Then we shall see him face to face, with all his saints in that blessed place, which he has purchased for us. O Jesus Christ, do not delay, but hasten our salvation. We often tremble on our way, in fear and tribulation. O hear and grant our fervent plea, come mighty judge and set us free from death and every evil. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the holy angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate them one from the other, as a shepherd divides his sheep from the goats. And he will set the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right hand, Come, you blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. Then he will also say to those on the left hand, Depart from me, you cursed, into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels. And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. In light of Jesus' words, there can be no question that upon his return he will judge the living and the dead on the basis of their works. If that was not apparent in the parable he tells of the sheep and the goats, Hear other words of Christ preached to the twelve. The Son of Man will come in the glory of his Father with his angels, and then he will reward each according to his works. Likewise, St. Peter admonishes, Be diligent to be found by him in peace, without spot and blameless. The evangelist John also hears the proclamation of heaven. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Yes, says the Spirit, 
that they may rest from their labors and their works follow them. The Church has taken to heart such words, as is evidenced by the collect of this day, which itself anticipates a judgment based on works. O Lord, so rule and govern our hearts and minds by your Holy Spirit, that ever mindful of the end of all things and the day of your just judgment, we may be stirred up to holiness of living here. This prayer confirms the doctrine of the Church from all time about the necessity of faithful living, not the simplicity of belief, whatever that may be on its own. To say, I believed, will not be enough on the last day. That plea will not hold up before the judge. Woe to the generation of the spiritual but not religious who wish to confess faith as belief and acceptance severed from the new life and living on the way of God. The man who confessed belief in life, but who did not live in belief, who lived apart from the word and sacraments, who lived apart from the body of Christ, and who lived a life devoid of faith in works, will be as a goat on the last day. The Lord will gaze upon him and will ask him why he did not walk the way, choosing to stand at the head of the path, but not take it to its destination. He will respond, But Lord, I believed. And Christ will answer, Assuredly, I say to you, inasmuch as you did not live a life of faith and did not do good to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. When the lion is away, the mice will play, but the lion of Judah is coming back in his glory, and you know not when. This is no time to play. Be warned, for it is better for you to have remained a pagan in the world than to have been brought into the sheepfold of Christ only to reject him with your lack of fruit. Such apostasy of life is worse than never having been a Christian at all. Paganism and apostasy are similar in that they are both removed from Christ. However, they differ substantively as a virgin maid differs from an adulteress, both without husbands, but one the worse off for it. Christ comes. The lion approaches swiftly. Be not found among the rabble of mice who play heedlessly, who waste the talents given by the master, who bear no fruit to provide him who seeks it. Mr. Beaver of Narnia speaks wisely of this great lion. Who said anything about safe? Course he isn't safe, but he's good. He's the king, I tell you. Christ is indeed the King who reigns in the glory of the Father and who in this same glory will return. He is in no way safe, but he is good, a trait and a nature far more valuable to you than safety or vapid kindness. 
Thus the old language of the hymnody serves the church better than the new when the church sings, Every eye shall now behold him robed in dreadful majesty. At his return, he will separate the sheep from the goats. He will separate those pure and pious Christians who believed, who walked the way from the rabble of the impious pagans and false hypocrites. The mark of the faithful sheep are works, and by such works Christ will know his own, and his own will know one another. Those who lived in faith will be separated from those merely alive in faith or apart from faith, a distinction that is made by works, by living a life or by not living a life. Yet as the nations of the world will be judged by works, it will not be works that save. Herein lies the important distinction of Christendom, that even as you confess the necessity of works according to the last judgment, you who are in Christ are confident that salvation is not yours to merit by such works. This is why the faithful protest against their works. Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you stranger and take you in, or naked and clothe you? Or when did we see you sick or in prison and come to you? The greatest compliment to a Christian from her Lord is praise for her good works. The greatest response in faith from a Christian to such a compliment is sincere ignorance of that which the Lord has complimented. The protests of the sheep are the confessions of faithful ignorance. These are the protests of those who thought not about the good that they did or to whom they did it, instead only thinking about their Lord in life and seeking to live following him. These are the protests of those who did not insist on their own way, but who instead struggled to live the way of Christ. These are the protests of the humble who know that it is not about them, but only about Christ for them. They are recognized in, by, and for their faithfulness, works of good performed at the bidding of Christ, in the strength of Christ, and to the neighbors who bear the image of Christ. The goats, however, protest not in the same humility, but in a selfish pride that says, I would have done good, I would have lived that life of faith had I known you wanted me to do so, Lord. But ignorance is not an acceptable plea, for ignorance only exists within the minds of those who seek to justify themselves. The word of the Lord has come in the flesh. He calls, but the goats in, ignore in word and deed. He bids Come, but the goats refuse. He says, You are my beloved, but the goats demand his love go unrequited. Christ says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. But the goats, so focused and hell-bent on inclusivity, are unwilling to accept such exclusivity. 
Christ says, your sins are forgiven. But the goats say, we can take care of ourselves. We do not need you. Come, rest, take, eat, and take drink, invites Christ. But the goats say, we are full enough. No, thank you, it is only bread. Or perhaps even they say, not now, maybe another week. This week we have football. This week we have tournaments. This week we have family breakfast. This week we're too tired. The goats are proud to have buried the one talent they were given. The goats are proud in themselves and of themselves. They thought they were good enough. They think Christ should think the same. There is no ignorance in such selfishness. There is no ignorance in such rejection. As Christ so indicates, such rejection is not only cognitive, a decided and meditated intellectual rejection, but one of character as well, a refusal to live even after being made alive. My dear little mice, you meek and humble creatures, the lion is gone but he will return. Now is not the time for you to play. Now is the time for work. Feed the hungry, clothe the stranger, visit the imprisoned, receive your Lord. In short, your task is to live the new life on the way of Christ, a life of works, as the sheep you have been made to be. Live as sheep, and in Christ you fear not when he comes, but instead rejoice. For after the time of work, you righteous will dwell with him in eternal rest from these your labors. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God and our Lord Christ Jesus, and for all people according to their needs for the Spirit to preserve the Church his own creation, for defense against all heresies and schisms, for peace and unity, for strength of faith, resolve of will and boldness of confession among all Christians, for a right desire for purity and sanctity, and for that renewed blessed longing for the truth of the gospel, let us pray to the Lord. For the people of Christendom, that residing within the church they would inhabit a city of God set apart from the world, for steadfastness and relief to the persecuted, for all bishops and pastors, that they would remain steadfast in their callings to preach, teach, and administer the sacraments faithfully, for an increase of laborers to send into the harvest, and for the strength to rebel against the spirit of this age, let us pray to the Lord. For all Christian households, for the preservation of all Christian marriages, for true fidelity, love, and chastity to define the relationships of husband and wife, that dying to self they may each live only for and in the other, for honorable and obedient children, for Christ to dwell in every home by prayer, and for an increase in devotion among the saints of God, let us pray to the Lord. 
for a spirit of love and charity to abound within this nation, for prosperity and peace, for an end to all sedition, rebellion, hatred and scorn, for wisdom to all who rule, especially to Joseph, our president, and Michael, our governor, that they may lead in honesty for the betterment of our people, for truth and justice, for the defense of the innocent, and for concord among all nations, let us pray to the Lord. For deliverance to all victims of suffering, violence, and misfortune, for all in want and need in the wake of hurricane, flood, fire, earthquake, or tempest, for provision to all birthed from the generosity of Christian love, for the Lord to guide all efforts to assist the needy, treat the wounded, house the homeless, rebuild the broken, and comfort the mourning, and for the faith of God's people to remain unshaken in the face of disaster, trusting in his good and gracious will with faith in his merciful promises, let us pray to the Lord. For the defense of the innocent and the just, for our youth, that their learning may be safeguarded from blasphemy of worldliness, and for all teachers, that they may be encouraged in all right endeavors to educate the youth in all truth, with all integrity, and against all falsehood, and for the protection and preservation of them all. Let us pray to the Lord. For the healing touch of Christ, our good physician, for the hands of Christ's healing work, all doctors, nurses, surgeons, emergency responders, and all other medical professionals, for all who suffer ailments of body or soul, especially Sherry, Pam, Doug, Shirley, Nancy, Janice, Judy, and David, for those near death, especially Linda, and for all who mourn, let us pray to the Lord. O God, truly dark times have overtaken your church on the earth, and evil days have come upon her. As you delivered your people of old, grant mercy even now to us who bear the name of your Son, that in him we may walk as the wise, and that we may be emboldened by him to live faithfully to you, rendering to you what is yours in fear, in love, and in trust. As the end times continue to rage, grant peace to your church. Assure us of your mercy by the holy sacraments instituted for our well-being, through which your touch is dispensed. Grant that with true faith we may receive the precious body and blood of your Son on this day, that by it we may be filled with divine life and be sustained within fallen creation. May we receive this holy food in true faith, that it may be to our benefit and not to our great harm. Hear us, O God of our fathers, for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.